comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! Hallelujah. One of praying the spirit for just one minute, ask God to open the eyes of your understanding. Ask God to open the eyes of your understanding. that I might see. Open my eyes that I might see. Let the scales follow. Let the scales follow. Let the scales follow. Let the scales follow. fundamental challenge in the ministry of the world is the opening of the eyes of the understanding. The scripture was telling us in the book of um, Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Why not show us? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Turn, turn your scripture to the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Verse 17. If you are there, say Amen. Amen. Okay, let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Now, wait. Let me say it again. Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. Please read. Let's read it again. Some people are thinking we just want to read something and then we go to the things we have. You are missing the whole point. You are missing the point. You have not read it. I'm, I'm looking at you. you have not, it has not registered. Let's read it again. Let it register. One, two, ready, go. Yes. Can you explain this scripture for us? The scripture is ladder.
if you read the scripture, I know that um, you have a book where you write down prayer points, right? You used to have. How many of you, you you have or you used to have? How many prayer points are there? Many. Is it up to 10? Up to 20? Is it up to 30? <laughs> See, if you go through the scripture, especially the New Testament, one of the things you will notice is that there is there is less and less prayer points. Do you know what it takes to get prayer points? Many times it will take a, a depth in revelation for you to be able to extract prayer points. Because many things that people are calling prayer points is, is just knowledge. It's just that you have not known enough. There is a point you get to know. You find out what is really the issue in this matter. You know, there are instances you just be praying, just be praying, just be praying, but you have not been able to isolate the challenge in the matter. That means, as of now, your issue is not yet prayer point. Your issue is revelation point. So you study till you get to the point of revelation. It is from there that you see clear because the things are being made bare by the light of the Spirit. From there you can bring out a prayer point. But if there is no unveiling, your prayer is like somebody, you are raising prayer points, it's like somebody that is sitting in the air. So for you to get prayer points correctly, there must fundamentally, first of all, basically, be an unveiling. There must be an unveiling. Huh? Are you getting the point? It's when there is an unveiling that you will now see clearly what is the matter. And then you will know how to get the prayer point. So Paul, in his ministry, began to give himself to revelation. And after some time, he came to the point of a knowing that the fundamental challenge that the believer has is, is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, why? Somebody will ask why. The why is this. Are you with me? The why is this. The why is that all it takes for you to become all God intended for you and to accomplish all God has ordained for you is simply the knowledge of God. Are you with me? So the more you know God, the more you become the kind of person that he has ordained you for. The more you receive the equipment and capacities it takes for you to execute your destiny. Amen. 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 I'm not hearing your amen. 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 There is a guy at the back. Amen. amen. If you're a guy here, I will say amen. I need to hear the man's response. You see, she is touching you. That means you need to respond. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let see. I want to test something. Huh? Hey, Jama. Let's see if. Let's see if the ladies can be the guys. <laughs> so I will just say amen, and the ladies will respond. Look, I know for my hand, though. Amen. Some people do not respond. I'm looking. I'm looking at neck. I'm looking. This one you are wearing when would I? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> 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 
Amen. So watch. You see, all it takes for you, remember the book of 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 3, verse 18. He said, as we behold, we are changed into the image. I hope you know, a justice, I hope you know that God already has what he wants to do in his heart. He has already seen the end even before we have ever started. In fact, he didn't just see the end. He didn't just see what he wanted to do. He patterned what he wanted to do. He didn't just want men. He patterned the kind of man that he wanted. So, you now notice that that is one of the major reasons why Jesus came. Is, I always say it. It's not just to die and save us. It's also to become what? The patterned man. So he lived a certain kind of life, became a certain kind of person, such that anybody that wants to become the kind of person that God wants, become the kind of person that can achieve God's purposes, all you need to do is to approximate to whom Jesus is. Are you with me? So that is also what the book of Ephesians chapter 4 is saying. Anthony, the book of Ephesians chapter 4, that's where you use for your state conference, Abby. The fullness of the stature of Christ. Now, this one, now we have moved from individual basis. We have entered into the corporate dimension. Are you with me? Because the church is the vessel that the Christ indwells in his office. The church is the vessel that the Christ indwells in his office. That means the same thing that we should have expected from you individually when we come in a corporate dimension. Eh? Christ now indwells us, but from the platform of his office. So individually we have a standard to mirror up to. Corporately we also have a standard. And that is what the book of Ephesians is saying. That we come to the fullness of the stature of who? Christ. Now, I'm going somewhere. Now, if it is true that God already has a pattern, has a model, has a man. Because he said, you remember when Pilate was testing him and all that? Is he Pilate? Yes, Pilate. And then he said, ask him many questions. What is the truth and all that? After the testing, Pilate now said, behold what? He said, behold the man. I think you need to go and download that message. That was one of the first messages we preached that time. Behold what? The man. It is there that um, the human authority represented in the person of Pilate gave accreditation to the person of Jesus as a representation of humankind. Remember before then that heaven has given accreditation. And the accreditation of heaven came when a voice came from heaven and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And in another season, he came again and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. He now said what? Hear ye him. Maybe one day we will teach it. There is such a thing as hear ye him anointing. There is such a thing as hear ye him dimension. Hear ye him baptism. Hear ye him season. Hear ye him grace. A justice. There can be a five, ten years you can be sharing the deepest realm and nobody is sharing you. There is such a thing as hearing him. 
Then somebody else will come and say something. But you want to hear me. Okay, say, say in your heart, I don't want to hear. <laughs> I heard it. Just say in, in your heart, I don't want to hear. Even if you say, I don't want to hear, you will see here. Because when Jesus spoke to the Pharisees and the Jews, they said, you have not seen anybody speak like this. He said, with much authority he spoke. That means that even them in their obstinacy, even them in their disobedience cannot refute the fact that Jesus is speaking from a realm. So if it is true that the target individually is to mirror to the person and the standard and pattern that Jesus set when he lived upon the face of the earth and then the target in corporate dimension. Are you hearing me? Are you sure? I will ask you a question now. The target in corporate dimension is what? You see it. And you say you are hearing me. A dog. What's the target in corporate dimension now? Huh? To attain to the fullness of the stature of who? Christ. Remember the corporate dimension of his existence is what we call the church. And I told you now. I defined in technical dimension what the church meant. What was my definition? Uh, William, sit down. Don't worry. Correct. The church is the vessel that Christ indwells from his office. Are you getting the point? So if he indwells from his office, that means the target is that that vessel begins to grow into Christ as Christ grows into. Are you with me now? Now Christ comes in is a mystery in the realm of the spirit that there is such a thing as you in Christ and Christ in you. See what happened when you got born again is that you are brought into Christ. But that is not enough now. A season will come where what is written um, in the scripture where the Bible said that my little children of whom I travel in bed again till Christ be what? So there is a time you came into Christ and there is a time Christ is now fully formed in you. Are you getting the point? So the target, the original target is that Christ be formed in you. The reason why we needed you coming into Christ is because of the, because of the fall and redemption. Aaron. Why did we need you to come into Christ? I'm going to deal with you. I have been in. Why did you need to come into Christ? Are you getting it? Now, remember, without the fallen and the sin of man there is still a project that God had I hope you know there is a, a tree that has the th- we call it the tree of life and what is in that tree is the life of God and that life of God that is in that tree the Bible now says that it is now in Christ Jesus are you getting the point? so this is what happens you come into Christ as a result of redemption and that same life now now comes into you 
so that God will through that life achieve his original purpose. Because what he intended for Adam is that as he partakes of the tree of life, are you getting the point? He now becomes um, molded. He grows into the stature and person from where um, you know, Adam is an image of somebody. Adam is an image of a person. Are you getting the point? The target is that if he begins to eat of the tree of life, he will retain and grow into the person that is created after his image. So after some time, it will not just be an image. It will, both be, it will, just, it will be the reality itself. That's what God intended. So the reality of the image will now dwell and inhabit even the vessel. See, man is created as a house of God. Man is created as a temple of God. Man is created as the resting place of God. Are you with me? Man is created as the habitation of God. So what God intended is that as man partakes of that life, eh, God will via that life continue to indwell man till a point come where the fullness of God we embed that man. As of that point, there is no leakage. Then God can through that man achieve his agenda from time to eternity. Are you getting the point? So that same thing that Adam failed to do was what Jesus was able to do. Can you understand this? So that is why the Bible said, in him dwelleth what? The fullness of what? Where? Are you not getting that's what God intended to achieve in Adam. Had he been, Adam did not sin. Are you getting my point now? Uh, William, if Adam didn't sin and then he went ahead and continued to partake of the life, after some time what we will notice is that through that intake of life Adam will achieve a fullness of God. Because that is how God will be imparted to him. Meanwhile in new creation that same life was now imparted in you. But in your spirit so when you begin to exercise yourself in eternal life, the same life will begin to blossom. Just as Adam was expected to partake of that life and grow into the fullness of God, when a man, the scripture said, lay hold on eternal life. I thought you have eternal life already. But the scripture said, lay hold on what? Eternal life. Meaning that the life that is in you can fill every part of your body. In fact, that is the fundamental purpose of priesthood. There are there are, there are two there are two tributaries of priesthood maybe one of these days we teach it there is the priesthood of becoming and there is the priesthood of ministry you see the majority of the priesthood that has been taught the majority of the things that has been taught about priesthood is the priesthood of ministry you see the fasting, the prayer the taking territories we will still teach it that's what we are about to do Taking territories, taking families, doing all that. That is the second demand of priesthood. That, is, that became an issue because man fell. That became an issue because territories were lost. That became an issue because dominion was lost. Are you getting the point? Let's assume dominion was not lost. Are you telling me there is no need for priesthood? There is something God taught me about prayer that is serious. Because when you remember Melchizedek, the scripture said that Melchizedek is a priest of the eternal order. Is it not true? That means whatever priesthood Melchizedek is offering uh, is not subject to the form. Are you getting the point? 
was not there because of the fall. It has been there before the fall. Are you getting the point? So if all about this priesthood is about the fall, offering sacrifices, offering atonement for sin, then, then there is something missing. The target of the eternal priesthood is that God will through priesthood administrate himself. Not just his purposes. In fact, the pattern of God's administration of his purposes is fundamentally by the administration of himself. What did I say? Joshua. The pattern of God's... <laughs> I think you need to be praying in this spirit to catch up. To catch up. Some of you need to go and download these things. Is it not true? Is it not true? One dose is not enough. There is a song that they used to sing. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. You sing it in deeper life, Abby. I know. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. So one dose is not enough, Aaron. So um, um, the purposes of God cannot be achieved without priesthood. And you see, God, the way God achieves his purpose is not to go ahead and do anything. The way God achieves his purpose is to administrate himself. Did you get what I'm saying? So, so that if God is the one that did this thing, it's always a dimension of him that you see there. Anything that God did is simply the outflow of a dimension of himself. Are you getting the point? That is why in new creature, you see, what we call ministry is the release of life. That means that somebody has built up something inside of him. Are you getting the point? So what ministry now is, is when that thing that has been built inside of you is now released. It is at the release of that life that ministry has been done. So, I mean, we can come and pray like this. Even though we prayed, we don't call it ministry. Except that through that prayer, what happened? Life was administrated. We can come and study the Bible. It has not become God. It is not God doing the work. Except if through that exposition of the scripture, life was what? Administrated. And life is a component. Life is the component nature of God. Life is, life is God. The, the, the fullness of the essence of God is life. What did I say? The fullness of the essence of God is life. So, if God is releasing life, what is he releasing? Say his essence. Are you seeing it? Remember, if he wants to do something, he does it by life. Huh? And his essence is life. So, if God wants to do something and he's doing it by life, that means he's doing it by himself. Is it not true? So, God cannot get something done except he begins to release himself. So, what you think is God doing something or getting something achieved is not necessarily doing anything. It is simply him releasing himself. So, by the time we see something achieved and we say it is God, you will now notice in the ultimate dimension that it is a dimension of God that was achieved by that purpose.
So they sang a song in the book of Revelation. What was the first song they sang? All the songs they sang is a song that captures the reality, a dimension of God. What was the first song that was sung in the book of Revelation? Who knows? That song has a name. Who knows the name? Huh? Huh? No. Who knew? In the book of Revelation, there is a song that was sung there. The song has a name. What is the name? It's straightforward now. If you read the scripture, you even know. Huh? Song of what? No. Who knows? It's not about the singing, you know. Song is not about singing. The song I'm talking about is not about singing. Eh? The song of... Eh? Of... The song of the Lamb. Mm. I, okay, let me make the answer easy for you. Something happened in that place. And as a result of what happened, eh? they sang a song. Is it not true in the book of Revelation? So, eh? Let's clap for this young man. Clap for him. Clap for him. It's okay. The song that was sung is the song of redemption. Check it. Check the scripture. What we notice there is that there was a story about redemption that was told. Is it not true? And how the lamb shed his blood and then redeemed the people and all those things. All those songs. He said, he now said that he is worthy to receive glory and all those things because he has done something. So it is the song of what? Redemption. So that when songs are sung, it's a proof that a dimension of God has yet again been revealed. How did God reveal that dimension? By releasing himself. How did God bring redemption? Eh? Give me a scripture as a proof. Ah. Correct. It's correct. There is no need to. It's correct. John chapter 3 verse what? 16. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world. That what happened? Re- remove the word gave. Just put it in release. It's just, I'm just using the right word. So that you understand. That what is happening in the realm of the spirit is not give. When God said he gave his son. It's not like he brought son like this gave. No. If he's brought son like this gave. He has given it what? But that once he gave it, you, you are still partaking of it. That means it's a release that is flowing like a river. Are you, can you get the point? You need to get the, the, the technicalities of the things of the Spirit. When God gave the Son, it's like a flowing river. Are you getting the point? So it's a release. If it's a river, it's a release. Are you getting the point? So if it's a release, the day you partook was the day it came to you. So by faith we extended our vessel towards the river that is flowing. The river started flowing when Jesus died. But we received of the flow when we extended our faith. So it's a flow. So when we say he gave, you need to understand the, the technology in the spirit is that something was released. God released himself in redemption. And anytime we extend our faith, we encounter the river of his flow of his life. How did I get here? I'm trying to... Hey, do you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to explain Fotizo. I'm trying to explain Fotizo for you. 
Amen. You see, now let's get back. Uh, you see, in an attempt to explain for Tiso, I'm, I'm, I just extracted a part in the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. And the part I extracted is what? The knowledge of God. And I'm just trying to show you that all it takes for you to um, become whom God ordained for you, achieve your ordination, is what? Is what? You are correct. So all it takes for you to become whom God ordained for you and to achieve the purposes of God traveling through your life is the knowledge of God. You see why Paul, before he started, he was praying for these people, praying for them, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you what? The spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. Where? In the knowledge of Him. The knowledge, the knowledge of God. So it means everything is riding on the knowledge of God. That's why I have to explain to you that for all this thing I said is for you to understand the fundamental place of the knowledge of God. Now, if it is true that the knowledge of God is fundamental to you becoming who you are supposed to be and achieving whom, what God will then for you, huh? then we need to know the facility that it takes for we for us to enter into the knowledge of God. So for Paul, he extracted two facilities. Number one is what? The spirit of what? The second one is the spirit of what? Actually, there is more like one spirit. But one spirit, you know a coin. A coin has two sides. That's the way I will explain it to you. So one side of the coin is the spirit of wisdom. The other side is the spirit of what? Revelation. So, man, But many times, the emphasis we have made is on the spirit of revelation. Anyway, that's where I'm also making emphasis. Huh? Because um, it is not possible for you to be exact and precise except there is an unveiling. Revelation is like an unveiling. You know, some people will come and call it insight. Is revelation and insight the same thing? What is the difference? Somebody find mic for him. What is the difference? Uh, revelation is about unveiling where insight is going deep into the matter. So, you see, when we say unveiling, it means that something is covered. It has to be what? Uncovered. Then when we say that it's insight, it means that when something has been uncovered, then we go deep into it. That means even in Revelation, we can go deeper. Uh, that is why, have you heard people say that Revelation is progressive? How many of you have heard it? That Revelation is what? Progressive. What it means that when a revelation, something, a matter has been unveiled to us, subsequent generations can continue to go deeper inside the same matter. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is that there is what we call in the knowledge of God epignosis. Self tell me epignosis. What is epignosis? See, there is what we call ginosko. There is what we call epignosis. There is what we call also call epignosko. I know they are coming from the same root, but they are not exactly the same. Go and give marvelous. Let's find out for me. 
What is a pignosis? Pignosis. It's precise knowledge. Precise and exact knowledge. Now, now the, the route to this kind of knowledge, are you with me? Is experiential. But it's not just an experience. You know, you can experience something, but you have not come to the exactness. And one of the proof that somebody has not come to the exactness of a knowledge in the spirit is that the person has not gained understanding and he can't repeat it. How many of you has come one day and then maybe you come to here, the way we pray here, and then you come and then you pray, experience the spirit of prayer. Then you go back home and you try to pray. And notice it's not working like that. Is it not true? That means that you have not entered into the epignosis of the knowledge of the spirit of prayer. Because if it is true that you have entered into it, you can reinvent it anytime, any day, anywhere. It has been framed into your being and it has become a functional part of your existence. So if it is true that what it takes for us to enter into the knowledge of God according to Paul is the spirit of wisdom and revelation, then we need to know what these things are. Are you getting the point? I think that's why I said we should pray. Don't you think we should pray again? After all this thing. It's prayer point we are looking for, Sister Choma. <laughs> Let's pray for 30 seconds. Ask God to open my eyes. Even this one they said, I didn't even understand it. Help me, just help me. My eyes open. So that I'll behold the wondrous things out of the word of God. So that I will behold. So that I will behold. So that I will behold, so that I will behold in Jesus' mighty name. Now, our teaching that we started yesterday is emphasizing on a critical thing in our execution of God's purposes as kingdom representatives, wherever we find ourselves. Are you with me? Now, remember that, as I said, the believer is the house of God, and if it is true, then God's agenda cannot be achieved if we have not yielded ourselves as vehicles of execution. God's agenda will not be achieved if we have not yielded ourselves as what? Vehicles of execution. So it means that many things in our family will continue to be the way it is. Except somebody rises up and is willing to pay the price that it takes for something to change. See, I found out in this letter, which is doesn't do anything. I mean, you desire, you know, desire is good, but if wishes we are horses, what will happen? Beggars, you right. And then you continue to dream of the big things that will happen and all that. Now, um, if we understand that we are on earth as God's emissaries, God's ambassadors, the envoys of God's purpose, of His presence, how ought we to live? And what should we understand? What should we lay hold on? So that the purposes of God will not be obstructed in our life. It will find expression seamlessly. If it is true, there is much you need to know, justice. That is why the scripture said, for you to enter into certain dimensions of God, you have to approach the word of God with meekness. The Bible says we come with meekness. So the engrafted word that is able to build us. See, as I said before, the scripture has gates. And sometimes there is a way you appear to the scripture, the gates will be locked on you. You make all attempts possible, you'll be reading the same scripture like this. Somebody will come and pick it and tell you what he's saying. 
You wonder, is it not this scripture I've been reading for 10 years? It is locked up to you. The scripture has a will of its own. And until the person that inspired it begins to unveil it to you, you will not touch anything in it. Even if you read the Bible 20 times in a year. I'm not, somebody will now say, I'm saying you should not read your Bible. You see, that's the problem we have. If you are saying something, somebody will be hearing another thing. You can be saying something, somebody will be, because, yeah, 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 yeah. You hear according to what is in your heart. So you can be saying something, somebody will be saying, what this man is saying is that people should stop reading their Bible. You see, continue, continue finding your laziness. We will see the other side. For you to have revelation or insight, you have to read Bible first. No be so. It is when you read Bible first, then other things now follow. It leads up to other things. Huh? Now, if it is true that we are envoys of God's execution, that means anywhere you find yourself, if it is true that God, through you, wants to accomplish His purposes, anywhere you find yourself, there must be something God wants to do. That is the fundamental understanding that every believer must have. We call it is a mindset. We call it descent mentality. Say after me, descent mentality. I didn't hear you. Say after me, descent mentality. Did you notice the kind of life that Jesus lived? All the time he'll be saying that he might be fulfilled. That he might be fulfilled. That he might, he might be fulfilled. That means every single thing he's doing, he's living a book. And the book of Hebrews said, speaking about it, he said that in the volume of the books it is written of me to what? do your will, O God it says sacrifices and offering I have not brought to you but a body I have yielded so the fundamental demand of God if his purposes will be accomplished is that God will yield men will yield to him usable vessels are you getting the point? then he fills that vessel and begins to manifest and accomplish his agenda through our life So let's say you find yourself in UNN as a campus. Huh? When did you notice that revival thing start? God start telling you that revival thing? Is it first year? Or before you entered the campus? Before you entered, Abby? You see, that is God trying to tell him that concerning this place, through you, is, this is the agenda I have. That is the beginning. In fact, immaturity will show. Your response to that information will show whether you are mature or not. I know you now. You behave like Moses. How many of you know how Moses behaved? Moses appeared and said, Do you not know that I am the one that is supposed to deliver you? They chased him. He stayed 40 years in the wilderness for trying to appear without training. Trying to appear without authority. Trying to appear without process. Trying to appear without validation. So because God is telling you what he wants to do, doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> Somebody was telling me something. He said that one of our sisters saw something. They were praying and their eyes opened. And they saw something. And that's your problem. Anytime he sees, he... Small thing, I almost pray for you that God should close your eyes so you stop seeing small. So, so you live by faith. Yeah. The scripture says that the just shall live by what? 
you learn by faith. You learn to walk by faith. Learn to pray by faith. Someone like you cannot pray well now if he doesn't see. Be looking for what to see. I don't want to say this thing now. Now, but if you learn to live by faith, one of the things that happen is that you will. There is every gift has a grace back in it. Do you know that discernment is both a gift and a grace? So when you mature in God by the administration of the truth of the Scripture, you see, the truth of the Scripture is the fundamental element that we need in discernment. So when a man begins to grow in truth. Is imparted as a result of growth. He is imparted with the grace of discernment. That means a man that is matured in God as a result of the truth being built in him can look at a matter and discern the same result with somebody that just functions with the gift of discernment of spirit. How many of you, just because of how much you have known the scripture, you have grown recently, some of the things you used to clap for, you now see it and say, ah, How did I follow this thing before? Are you getting it? Meanwhile, you followed it before. It means that truth has been administered in your heart. And as a result of the administration of that truth, you have gained a layer of discernment, giving you the capacity to differentiate between two matters in the spirit. Now, that can also happen as a result of a gift. A man can come as a result of the gift of discernment of spirit and know that this is a false prophet. But as a result of growth, you can just appear before a false prophet. You didn't see anything. You just, something in you just be reacting. Is it not true? I mean, no, you just be reacting. He's saying the... But his prophecy is correct. You say, ah, your name is... Ah. Your name is... I saw, I saw a name. Jidechuku. Promise. Who is the person? Who is the person? You now say, Papa, I'm the one. You are a foolish boy. And then we say, I see a house. The road I'm seeing is like, is like on the Chaoka road. And I saw a place. You see, are you? I saw Mpo. Mpo. And you say, Papa, you, are, you have killed me finally. You are correct. <laughs> you see, when you go into the analysis of the um, authenticity, the truth in matter. Truth is not necessarily true. True doesn't mean something is truth. It can be true, but there is no reality in it. And truth is the administration of reality. So somebody can be saying something is correct. In fact, of course, for you to know truth, you might have to reach the source. Manifestation might not be enough. Or what do you think in the book of Acts chapter 16? Is it not 16? The woman, the lady that was taken with the spirit of Python. One of the things the scripture showed us is that the woman came. Every single thing he spoke about Paul. Was it not correct? So imagine if you begin to judge prophecy on that basis. So many prophetic ministry that is everywhere. Once somebody says something that is correct, everybody will follow the person. That's why many people are beguiled. They are carried away. He said, these are the people that teach us the ways of God. Is it not true? Imagine if you are the one. Hey, Victor, I know you. You will fall for it. 
Imagine you went to a somewhere like this, and then you collected one crushes, and the person did like this and began to walk. And then a, a lady appeared and said, This man of God is a mighty man of God. God will use him in this. Behold, the man of God. Victor will, he will come back and say, Papa, if you know what happened today, even people that I don't know, they are saying the same thing. When you are two, you know what I will do. On WhatsApp, do you know what I will do? <laughs> you see, manifestation, people can do miracle. You have to go beyond the miracle. They can be correct, accurate. You have to go beyond it and trust the spirit. Now, when your spirit has been built up in truth, one of the things that happens is that your spirit can react to something that is not truth. Remember I said truth is not the same thing as truth. Now, Satan can produce something that is real or rather accurate, natural, but it is not truth in the spirit. But you now, you need to know whether it is true. Truth. Eh? Now, because you... Maybe there is no gift functional. You don't necessarily need a gift. If there is, if there is a build-up of truth inside of you, that truth inside of you that has been built up can judge the matter. So you can judge a matter by grace or gift. And actually, your gift can gain authority as a result of the fact that you gave yourself to growth in grace too. So many times, even your gift can fail. But the grace that came as a result of the fact that truth has been ministered to you can never fail. Sometimes, you, you will not see any vision. Sometimes, you, you don't even know why. But something, is telling, something in you is reacting negative. The person will come and hug you, give you money, give you everything. You will say, what is even wrong? I can't tell. I can't tell. You will pray, you won't see anything. But that's it. Say after me, that's it. Some of you will come and say, uh, it's just that something was telling me, oh, something was telling me, oh, not to. But when I prayed, I saw a vision. It seemed as if God is not, no, 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 no. Follow that one that is telling you. It is even superior to certain visions and revelations. Yes. Many people make mistakes when they subject the ministration of truth as a result of the build-up. They subject it to their visions. No. You subject your vision to that. You subject your vision to truth. You don't subject truth to visions. Are you hearing my... But the normal thing is that somebody like like divine, we come and subject truth to his vision. So if you come in contact with truth, that is the apex of the ministration of God reality. As a matter of fact, any reality. So if something is looking as if it is real and you are not sure, and you bring it within the circumference of the truth already ministered in your heart, and it holds no water, reject it. Even if some five people come and say, they saw this thing, they saw this thing. We have matured beyond that. You need to mature beyond that. I will show you here. In this teaching, I will show you something. I hope you know Satan can give people visions. Genuine people. I hope you know ambition can give people vision. Huh? Yes, now. 
ambition, something you already like, something your heart is toward. If you have vision, you'll be having vision towards that direction. There is something I've talked to some of my brothers. The oppression of predictive prophetic. That there, is, there are variables that impact the predictive prophetic. That is why you see massive. God will say something like this. And after some time, something else will happen. Or it will turn to another thing. What is, what is there is that in the realm of the spirit, there are variables that can still impact what you saw. What God showed you as what is the possible outcome is the cumulative effect of the, um, of, of the variables that have the capacity to impact the outcome. Eh? Based on their process. Let me give you an example now. Huh? You, you are asking God for who you want to marry. So this guy is looking for somebody to marry. And then there are variables that can impact the person it will be. Eh? So when we press in the spirit, what will come is the outcome of the predictive prophetic that can be impacted by certain variables. Let's assume that the person you um, you take his opinion the most that I'm the one. Are you getting the point? What? what? That he takes my opinion the most important. Watch. And we are praying, we are looking for who you will marry. Watch. Now, this is what will happen. This is what will happen. Now, the search, the search engine will come and check and grade my impact in your life. So, my impact in your life can be 50%. Watch. Are you watching? My impact in his life is what? 50%. Then, your parents, their impact, 20%. Friends, their impact. 20% or whatever. Then all the impact can be. There are many things. Your environment, your choices, your decision. Many things can impact those variables. Can become. And they have quotients. Are you getting the point? But imagine that we gather all the quotients. The other variables. And pitch them against my own. Do you know? You have not won yet. So imagine that. This is damsel A. And I'm not for the damsel. Me, I'm not for the damsel A. Then this is damsel B. Me, I'm for damsel B. Are you getting the point? Then everything and every other person, there are up to 15 variables that supported this one. By the time they are through with supporting, they were only able to generate 40%. Are you getting the point? Meanwhile, you said that seven people told you is the one. What? What? Seven people told you. But this person, this one, the, is 50%. So when you go in the spirit and you are asking God, who? Who? Oh God. Who? Oh God. Do you know what will happen? They will just do a cumulative. How many of you know how to calculate GP? They will calculate your GP and then bring feedback. That is what we call the result. You don't know what I taught you now. I just saved your future. This is what some of us know that you don't know. That's why we don't fall for anything. So when this happens, do you know what will happen? Irrespective of the fact that seven people are here, when you pray, guess who the, the hand will be pointing on? Are you seeing it? Why? Because according to the variable that has the greatest weight, this one matters more. 
Did you understand anything? You. If you are blessed, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So I wrote down something here. Okay, thank God I, have, I still have 30 minutes. Um, so our topic is understanding how territorial princes work. What's our topic? You know why I laid that foundation I laid? I laid the foundation so that you understand if it is true that God through you wants to achieve something, then certain through some means we try to stop that. And you need to know that the oppressions of God are fundamentally territorial. Have you heard the scripture that said that watchers should stand on their wall? Eh? That, mean, that means every watcher has a wall. Every man has a territory. Do you even know your own? That's why you are like this. Amen. So, um, the projects of God is territorial. Huh? And every single person, the fundamental thing you need to know about the things that God intends to do through our life, personally and in corporate basis, is where is the world that God kept me now? Do you know the problem of Adam? What was the instruction that God gave Adam? Somebody find Mike for Doris. Be fast. He said to watch and to keep. You know it now. So it's a twofold assignment. To what? Watch and to keep. How many of you? Anthony. You grew up in our nature now. Ibagi Mobe before. You know, my school is close to Imobe. You know, I went to DMGS, so it's Imobe area. Woe unto you if you are not if you if you are not grounded, if you don't know people, if you go to Imobe, a teacher. Come and give this guy Mike, he knows what I'm saying. <laughs> On a teacher boy before. A teacher boy have you? <laughs> I even saw your friend. <laughs> I heard I heard I heard teacher watch and now P work. Even you see the thing is that his his guy man is leaving him. If he was before they couldn't do it. He's now a watcher. You know, probably he's praying in tongues. That's why they call it. <laughs> Amen. So everybody should know his territory. You must know. You must know. Sometimes it starts small. And when you know, then you realize the fundamental assignment to keep. And if you are supposed to keep, there are some things that happened to us those days we are in secondary school. There is a place that we used to buy potato, fried potato. Have you, what was the name of potato in Igbo language? Huh? This guy say he doesn't know. Ah! I know you don't know. Why are you looking at me? What was the evil name? Huh? Your original guy. So the name is Nduku. Say after me, Nduku. So 
We went to, we used to go to just small down Oka Road. You don't know the place. But in case you pass there, so you know. There is a plaza there that is called Camo Plaza. And opposite Camo Plaza, there is a woman. The way you are looking at me, you know the place. It's your area, it's your area. <laughs> there is a woman that says in those days with the daughter. It's actually the daughter that is doing the business. The name of the daughter is Chidera. So the name of the place is Chidera Anduku. Say after me, Chidera Anduku. So in the evening, in the evening, young men used to escape from the hostel and go to Chidera Anduku to buy Anduku until a guy began to accost us. The name of the guy is Gentle. Say after me, Gentle. There is nothing gentle about Gentle. There is nothing gentle about gentle. So those days, you carry your money phone. What is even phone? The phone we are using those days is Nokia 1110. That one that has Nokia touch light. How many of you use it? The young people I have everywhere. Your father is a millionaire now. Even if you are 14 years, they will give you money. You enjoy life. You flex life. Uh, that's why we are passing through process now. So the guy came. If you, somebody is carrying him with phone, he gave the person a blow. Huh? There is a kind of blow they give at nature. You don't know it. And my brother, the blow targets your eye, your nose, and your mouth at the same time. So there is a way they give you the blow. Blood here, blood here, blood here. Your hands that is like this, holding your phone, everything will just... At that point, the point I'm trying to make is that at that point, what you are supposed to hold and keep, we what? Meanwhile, the instruction that was given to Adam was what? To tend and to what? Keep. That means many things that is in the garden is in potential for the man is supposed to nurture it until it comes to the place of maturity where it will retain the stature it takes to accomplish the purposes of God. And beyond the nurturing to maturity is an awareness to make sure that what you have is not stolen from you. So if they blow you, they will collect what you have. I like that song. You will not suffer my food to be moved. I carry your presence everywhere. Let's sing two more times. You will not suffer my food to be I carry your presence everywhere. You are again wait. I don't want to sing it again but just just once and we run. 
The way we sang it now, we started summoning some guys. They were coming like this. So if we sing it more, they, they will just come and take this service. And I need to pray. But I need to teach. But let's sing one more time. And hope that I hope that they don't they don't advance too much. You will not suffer my fools to give Men that are us carriers of God's presence. Awesome. Let's repeat this. Repeat. in the spirit. Are you with me? Gain ventilation. Gain ventilation. Because you have been ingesting, eating food. This one we did now is like drinking water. So that the one you ate will what? Digest. So when believers begin to mature, one of the things that they will notice is that the oppressions administration and the purposes of God is fundamentally territorial. And you need to know that that is the same thing Satan is doing. Satan lacks the capacity to originate anything. All he does is simply to mirror the things that he's, he's seeing God do. Because he's not the one that created, he's not the one that did anything. If there is anything that worked in the hand of Satan, it was because he just annexed it from from men because it is only from that platform that Satan can gain advantage in the things of God. One on one with God he can't stand. But he knows in dealing with you he is indirectly dealing with the purposes of God. So the first thing Satan did in the garden of Eden was to annex many things from God. Not directly but through man. So dominion left. Many things left. Are you getting the point? So all he did is to turn Satan cannot use dominion he cannot say it's dominion let me use it for another thing no dominion is for dominion are you getting the point so what he will now do is to use the facility of dominion to propagate his agenda are you hearing what I'm saying oh, that's all Satan can do all he will do is to use what God has ordained for a genuine and authentic reason pervert it 
and now use it for his purpose. He lacks the capacity to create and originate anything. Are you getting the point? So if it is true that the functions of God is territorial in context, that means Satan too, he doesn't have or know anything to do. What he will do is to make his own oppression also what? Territorial. So our job in this teaching is to dig and find out the oppressions of territorial princes. How many of you know the man that is called David Yongicho? David Yongicho. I read many of his books. He said that God sent him to South Korea one day to go and you know, he had the largest church in South Korea those, that time. To go and take the kingdom of South Korea. When he appeared there, Satan refused. Though. Do you know what Satan said? A prince appeared to him and said, I will not allow you to have my people. Imagine Satan speaking like that. Did Satan create anybody? Why is he saying, I will not allow you to have my people? That means this particular prince has men under his control, has men under his influence. And once somebody is under your influence and control, that is a puppet in your hand to achieve your own purposes. So everybody that is under that enclave or territory might think that he's waking up every day to live his life. Some of them will come and say, I want to go to party. What they don't know is that there is a ruling prince in the territory that is using their life to propagate his desires and agenda. So every day they wake up in Lagos and they are pursuing money from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. in the night. Somebody has not woken up to ask, who, who originated this? I'm not sure you will find it in the Bible. Even believers join them in the rat race. A believer will hold another believer. If, if you allow them Saturday, Sunday, Is a proof that they don't know that Mammon is a is king and is seeking to suck away every life that is remaining in you. By the time you come back from work by 10 p.m., 11 p.m. in the night, eh, you are so tired you fall on the bed. Before you know it, you barely ate. Before you know it, it's 4 a.m. in the morning. You better wake up by 3.30 a.m. in the morning. If not, you can't meet up. I did my industrial training in Lagos. Even though I was moving against traffic, yet I was not saved. In Lagos, have you, you have, have you lived in Lagos? Okay, I don't live in this country. Somebody can wake up and wants to go to church by 7 a.m. He has to wake up by 4 and be on the road for 3 hours. Ah! 3 hours that is enough for me to move from, from Newi to Enugu. Somebody is moving on a Lagos road. And then if they ask you, if they ask you now, I got a job in Lagos, I got a job, and where you got the job, you didn't ask questions. I got a job in Lagos, like I was talking to, I, I, I was supposed to go and see my father in the Lord one time, he was ministering in Lagos, I was in mainland, I was supposed to go in Ireland. So I, I was doing other things, I said, ah, when I'm through, I will just go to Ireland, when I'm through, I will just go to Ireland. You know what happened? 
when I finished and I wanted to go, somebody advised me, said, mm, as you are going like this, before you reach Ireland, it's by three. I said, how? In this same Lagos. And that means you can't come back today. See, I don't understand. Do you need to go to any place more than one hour in Lagos? How now? I said, Lagos is talk out your life. You better carry something now. If you go there, you know what they will do? Six months of staying in Lagos, they will just bring hose, the big one like this. Just put it in your spiritual reservoir and do like this. And suck everything. You have that's why I'm teaching that's why I'm teaching you this thing, so you understand their operation. You know how to factor your own advantage. Because there is an advantage you have. When you factor your own advantage, you can survive in that any kind of terrain. Because if it is true that God planted you there, then you have what it takes to survive and surmount. Not just survive, to what? So the territorial being told young child, I will not allow you to have my people. And as he was there speaking, he said, suddenly the room changed. There was, what's this thing? When there is cold, you know, in winter, there is something they put in. What was that thing called? Eh? Is it heater that is called? I thought there is another name. So, he said that the heater was supposed to warm the room. But when the spirit entered the place, watch, watch. When the spirit entered the place, the place became so cold and chilly. I know some of you will not understand this. The only way you would understand it is if, if you have dealt with dead people. Doc, you don't touch this. If you touch a dead person like this, hmm? you feel cold. Not in your body. You feel cold in your heart. If you touch a dead person, somebody, you feel cold in your heart. That is how the spirit of death. Do you know how to trace the spirit of death? By touch. When you touch somebody that the spirit of death, this is how. Uh, I was teaching Gloria something the other day. She said that the advantage is that I knew what to do. Now, this is how you can know practically that the spirit of death is at work. Even if the person is still moving. Huh? You touch the person you want to pray. You feel coldness in your heart. Not in your body. In your heart. Then it's the spirit of death. That's how the man was feeling. Huh? I mean, the chimney was burning. Yet he was feeling cold. Like an icy water. And the spirit stood. He started saying the name of Jesus and praying. He said the spirit laughed at him. And said, oh, even you prayed. He said, you notice your prayer is not doing anything to me. The spirit now laughed. He said, you can't do anything. I can't allow you. He said, today I will kill you. Today I will kill you. And I need to tell you, I will show you some things. When I'm through enlisting some of these things, I will show you the way out. I need to tell you, many people have actually died though, in the hands of these princes. 
These are not normal demons. I, will, I think I need, to, I need to define for you what is a praise. I know we categorize everything as demons. You know, what we will say is that everything operating in the kingdom of darkness is an evil spirit. But all of them are not demons, like the way you name. Some of them are princes. Some of them are fallen angels. These kind of angels have demons under them that work with them. So anytime you see a prince appear, eh, he has a territory that is in charge and he has a mandate to execute. What did I say? A territory in charge and a mandate to execute. And the reason why he has millions with him is because these millions are there to help him to achieve that agenda. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you like, don't hear me. Go to a rift and start something. They will slap your head. How many of you has happened to you? You will be passing some kind of places and then your head will be growing big. It, if it has happened to you, just raise your hand. Raise your hand. <laughs> I know who those are knows. He is the one that said the gods in his family fight physically. You, there are things so. You need to be taught. You rise up one day and say you are judging. Judge who? The Bible said even, even Michael, when he confronted Lucifer, the Lord raised raining accusation because he understood authority. He understood that. He understood ranking. What he, the authority he had then is not fire for fire. The authority he had then was the word of the Lord that was given to him to confront the principality. I was telling them at Okofia the other day that the first time I appeared in the campus, I saw the principality of the territory. It is a female spirit. It was hanging very high in the heaven. And I was somewhere low. I know if you are the one, you say, I judge. I judge. That's how your life is like this now. I began to pray, 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 pray. When I prayed to some point, then God now gave me utterance. See, that utterance that came is a validation of my authority to respond to that spirit. And that spirit knows. So what the spirit is respecting is not necessarily me. He is respecting the one that sent me via his utterance. So most times, you don't need to say anything. You need to say what God is putting in your mouth. Some of you, you have had that encounter. You just saw a giant spirit in it. You just saw the beam. And all that God put in your mouth is just to say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You can be saying, fire, I bind you. Nothing will happen. Fire, I bind. How many of you has happened to you? Until you say the exact thing that God has put in your mouth, nothing will happen. Because what they are respecting is not the many things you are saying. It is the utterance of Jehovah in your mouth as a testament of his authority bestowed upon you to bring the being down. So sometimes we pray for long so that utterance will come. It was when the utterance came that I spoke to the spirit. It then fell. Then I came to the meeting. I came, I said, I saw 40 intercessors. 
As I was saying it, fire was everywhere. They don't know the warfare we fought in the secret. Just like Jesus sent 70. And they came and said, Lord, people, things are subject to us in your name. And that Jesus said, oh boy, make could not rejoice. He said, what? I saw Satan fall. The victory you had on the field was as a result of heavenly war. There is a heavenly war. As we are on the field healing people, doing things. Me and Satan, we are up. And we are fighting. It was when, when Satan fell that it started happening for everybody. So when you come in a place, in an enclave, in a body where people are gathered and you suddenly notice that everybody is having the same kind of result, the same kind of result, then a principality has been betrayed. Irrespective of who you are, irrespective of your growth in God, when you start noticing that people are having aggregate results in their work with God, in their life, it means that what? A principality has been what? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. A principality has been dethroned. A prince. A, a principality is a prince over polity. Is a prince over territory. And there is the reason why he's called a prince. He's called a prince because he doesn't have... He, he, he's not a king. He's not the owner of the territory. But somehow, by many means, he has begun to administrate the affairs of the territory. Amen? If you are blessed, say amen. Yeah. I didn't hear you, amen. If you are blessed, say amen. Yeah. So I have something in my, on my notes here. A territorial... I think you need to write... A territorial prince is a demonic spirit that exerts control and influence. Over a spiritual and or physical space. Can you understand this? Over a spiritual and or physical space so it can be both it can either be physical or spiritual it can just be physical it can just be spiritual it can be both it can be either of the so it's either spiritual or physical spiritual and physical it can be spiritual or physical or spiritual and physical these princes have minions. Minions. Minion is M-I-N-I-O-N-S. Working under their control. Now, always, all the time, a prince has many minions. We'll get to that when we go into the teaching proper. How many of you know the account that is in the book of Mark chapter 4 from verse 31 down and then over to Mark chapter 5? Jesus was trying to go over to a city. And then he encountered the turbulence. And the turbulence was as a result of the fact that the principality wanted to withstand him from entering into a new territory. Are you with me? So by the time Jesus conquered that spirit and came over to the new territory, the Bible said in chapter 1, in verse 1 of chapter 5, he said as soon as he entered that territory, what happened? He said that a man that is possessed with how many spirits? How many? A legion is a minimum of 6,000 spirits. How many? One man, 6,000. 
It's enormous. So, but when you when they ask the spirit, the name, what did he say? What did he say? Say legion. Now, now that means instead of calling because every individual demon there has a name. I hope you know. But they don't answer their names. Their activity and names is summed up under the activity and name of the principal spirit. Huh? And the principal spirit there is a prince. It's a principal spirit because it was is what? A prince. So the Gadaran spirit, the legion, has a mandate. And the mandate is to guard the Decapolis. To make sure that nothing enters there. And as long as that spirit are you with me? As long as that legion is in charge, is in that decapolis, hanging around the water and the tongues, nobody will enter that place to dominate except that spirit is chased away. Because as far as that territory is concerned, that is the ruling prince of darkness that is in charge. And he needed 6,000 demons to hold down the territory. How many demons? So what you need to understand is that a prince has many demons, many minions at work under him. Are you with me? So sometimes, let's say, a principality of immorality can be hanging over a way. Huh? I hope you know. It's not an example, it's actually true. If you are still suffering, you have not mastered your appetite in the spirit. And they send you to do ministry in a way. And you come up in the night like you. You say, I judge! You will see a female spirit who will walk like this. And then enter and lie on top of you. You wake up in the morning and find out you had sex with succubus. Yeah? I judge! And then a female spirit of perversion we wake up tomorrow morning you start looking at your fellow man and start liking your fellow man and start liking your fellow man you look at your fellow lady and start liking your fellow lady is is what if that thing has ever happened to you ah it is not it there is a principal spirit that is governing the territory that the influence has been exerted on your life and as of that moment you lack the capacity to withstand the influence because as i told you the target and the strategy of this spirit is to exert influence and what? Control. Because it is by the reason of influence and control that they can achieve their purposes. They can gather a few... They, they, all they need to do is to project their desire. And then, the 1,000 people that is living in that campus that is under their influence will begin to behave in a certain way. They don't even know the source. What is your name? My name is Legion. That means there are... You know what happens now? If there are... If it's Legion, 6,000 demons. And you are 1,000 in your hostel. Jim, you did mathematics. I'm not sure this is a big... A big calculation. I do the calculation. 6,000 divided by 1,000 is what? 6 demons per person. Say after me, 6 demons per person. Satan knows how to invest. Though. Six demons per person is actually true. 
when you see the people that the fullness of the anointing of immorality is at work on, there are seven spirits that will be invested. Somebody asked me, how do I know? Have you heard of Mary Magdalene? Mary Magdalene is a manifestation of the fullness of the position, or rather, um, um, well, let me just use the word possession, even though there is nothing like complete possession of any human being. Satan can't do that. The better word to use is demonization. But let me just use possession. The full measure of the spirit of immorality was invested on that woman. That's why she came and stood before Jesus. There is nobody that has resisted that before. When those people that is invested with the sevenfold immoral spirit stands before you, nobody can stand them. You can't. Except you have entered a place that is very deep. You can't. I read a story. A story that was told by Dr. D.K. Olukoya. He told a story about a man of God. A man of God was in his office doing counseling. Doing counseling. Doing counseling. Then a lady entered the office like this and sat down. She came for counseling. As soon as he sat down, the man of God started hearing something in his ear. You know what he's hearing? Rush that lady. Remove her blouse. Remove her brazier. Remove her skirt. Remove. The thing was saying, was, was saying, the man jumped up and said, I burn you spirit in Jesus' name. As soon as he said it, the lady fell. And started crying. No, no, you see, you see, the problem here is that if it's somebody like Victor, he'll be trying to manage himself like man of God. That's how you have died. Although you are suffering, shout! I know you, that's what you do. You will be doing Superman. Say, I can manage it. You don't know Satan. The strongest, the most disciplined man is very weak in the presence of a spirit. The strongest man. I mean, your, your discipline and will is very strong. A spirit has not entered. When it comes, the best of your strength is the beginning of the strength of a spirit. You just mess up your, all your discipline and all. So, when the man said it, the lady fell and started speaking said that the car, of course you know now countless pastors has fallen that this is the first time somebody was able to how did he manage to that nobody has ever resisted this nobody because the lady, the lady just came and sat she's not doing anything are you getting, because if she's doing anything, you will say, ah, she's removing her clothes, so let me run. She knows they do anything. She just sat. And then the seven demons went to work. One is telling him, remove the clothes. One is telling him, remove the brazier. One is telling him, look at the way, look at her shape. One is telling him, she is now eyeing. One is telling him, she wants to be one. There are seven, my friend. Yes. At the same time, they will invade. And then, if you don't, if you don't know this thing I'm telling you, you will finish from a mighty meeting. Fire will fall everywhere. 
and you go and fall upon it. I'm because what you don't know is that the principality of the territory is not happy that you have rescued men from their hands. I'm telling you what me have seen. I finished meeting and then when I went to my hotel room, principalities, eh? a being just walked through the wall and entered my hotel room. It actually happened in Zafara. Yes. Walked into my hotel room. We fought till daybreak. Those are the kind of things if you don't win the warfare. Like me and Gochku went somewhere. And then if you see the hotel room, that place now, I told you they brought food and all kinds of things. The hotel room, the, the table was long and shiny. Glory to God. And then they lined up food flags, all kinds of things. And the team filled everywhere, all kinds, anything. They, they brought the afternoon and they told me they are coming in the evening. That I must eat. But when I peeped in the spirit, I saw a being waiting. He's not waiting for me to eat. And then lie down on the bed so that they will smite you. Even if they did not kill you or, or, or take something that is permanent in your life, they will do you a damage that you need two weeks to recover from. Somebody operating at my level cannot afford two weeks of being offline. I cannot even afford 24 hours of offline at this level. You, you can afford it. You can afford to be moving and you notice that one week, two weeks, you, nothing is really... How many of you? You are not really, but you are just going on and after some time, we now click. Not people like me. Just imagine me being offline for 24 hours. Many things we spoil. That's why we need to be on. Huh? So when they, in that one, the principality, a female spirit was hanging. Because when we are, I was doing ministration, I saw the demons of lust, demons of immorality, perversion, homosexuality, lesbianism, especially these two spirits. They will come. They must come. They are very jealous spirits. The spirit of lesbianism and homo is a jealous spirit. He must come to check out the man. He must come to check out the man. So in the night when they were coming, I told the God to be eating, be eating. I just hung on one side of the bed and I was in Kambe, Shakai, Ibapata, Kanambe. Satabai. My walls are fortified. My walls. My walls are fortified. My walls are impregnable. I have blistered the blood. I come to the gates in the spirit where I am preserved and protected. I activate the ministry of the purging blood. I activate the ministry of the speaking blood. I activate the ministry of the covering blood. I, I will teach you the. Don't worry. I, I will show you something. What you need is secrets and codes. <laughs> I'm not just a classroom teacher. I have, I have wisdom from the team. What I'm telling you, just go and do it. It will work. You know that thing you're telling God, teach me, show me. That, the answer is me. That, that, that thing you're telling God, teach me beauty. 
I'm not telling you what you're asking God to tell you. If you like, don't hear it. Are you with me? When we now, I pray till some point and then I now, the whole place now come down. He now knew, there is nothing that frustrates Satan like realizing or knowing that you know what he knows. Because the first platform of his engagement is ignorance. He always, he always likes to assume that you don't know. And he always tries to make sure you don't know what is happening. If it's possible, he will camouflage himself. The Bible said that he comes as the angel of light. Eh? He doesn't like you to know really what is happening. Sometimes he even use a person. Just so that you don't know he is the one. You are blessed. Say amen. Yeah. I have not even started my topic and my time finished. So these princes have minions working under their control. Now, now, this is, let me, let me, let me make a statement. You, you need to write it, then I will explain. They operate in the policy formulating layer of the kingdom of darkness. Princes operate at the policy formulating layer of the kingdom of darkness. This is what I mean. Are you with me? Follow. Follow. Now, it is not all spirits that have the capacity to formulate policy. Anytime you see Satan, for example, um, you know that time that they used to kill twins? Eh? I want to ask, who informed, who gave the people the idea of killing twins? Have you ever asked that kind of question? That kind of information is beyond the human being. If you go to the book of Genesis, you will notice that there are fallen princes that fell down from heaven. And the scripture said that they mingled with the children of men. And they began to teach men violence. There is a layer of violence that no human being has the capacity to engage in. Except the spirit knows and teaches that. And this kind of spirit is a spirit that is, that is engaged in that kind of civilization, educated in it, even before the fall. Are you with me? There is a Greek god that is called the god of war. What's his name? Huh? No, this is not the god of war. Huh? The name is Ari, Is he Aris or Kratos? Okay, whether he's Aris or Kratos, that's not my business. Huh? What I need to teach you now, what I need to show you now, eh? I think I prefer the personality of Kratos. Not necessarily because he's the person or not. What I needed to show you about Kratos is that he's a man. Well, he has the blood of a god. Are you getting the point? So, he has an advantage that gods don't have. Are you getting it? From the little I read, only a god can kill a god. So, this man now, that is Kratos, is a man that has the blood of a god. Are you getting the point? So, he can kill a god. You see the mystery here? Now, yet, his capacity was locked up until he started interacting with certain princes that began to educate him 
in the possibilities and potentials that is locked up in, the, in his civilization. When man fell, he fell into sin. And then there are certain civilizations that became his abode. Are you with me? Yes, even in sin, there are some things man cannot do. Even an unbeliever. Eh? When he sees somebody die, he will cry. Is it not true? Even shedding blood is a big matter. Do you know a time will come, a spirit will teach a man to come to a point where he will shed blood without remorse. When a man comes to that point, a spirit has educated your heart. This education is not cognitive. It's a conquering of a spirit as a result of exposure to certain civilizations that is beyond your, your human capacity to accommodate. There are knowledge, there are knowledge that spirits give you that is beyond your capacity to accommodate. They will lift you up to certain possibilities that is beyond the normal human being. And then you begin to function in a layer of possibility that is superhuman. That was the story of Kratos. That is what occultists do. Are you hearing me? What they do is that they manipulate certain laws because they were taught by a spirit. And then they gain an advantage from the realm of the spirit as a result of those laws that they violated. I will yet show you how this spirit works. Watch. So even though man fell, he needed to be taught in his form. So there are fallen angels that came and began to teach men. Read the Bible. Teach men how to produce weapons of war. So even though man fell, he doesn't know how to produce weapons of war. So a spirit came and taught them. So that means this spirit is, it, they are, they are policy makers. They have, they have done business in realms where policy is generated. So they can pioneer policies. They can come in a village and, and pioneer a tradition. And say in this village that you need to marry five people. Are you getting the point? Then the minions under them will go into work to make sure that that policy direction is kept from one generation to another. Eh? They can come in a village and come in a territory or even in a family, a priest over a family can come and say that nobody will marry. Nobody will marry before they are 35. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, this is a policy direction. Millions of small demons lack the capacity to generate policies. All they do is to execute the policies that is generated by princes. So the ruling prince comes and says nobody will marry before 35. You know what will happen? Small demons will now be sent into action to enforce and make sure that that thing that the principal spirit wants to happen will not happen. So many times, anybody coming up in that family, they will invest at least three demons following you around. To make sure that anybody that wants to propose to you, they will use a veil and cover your face. Motama, you will not suffer my food to be moved. I carry your presence everywhere. 
Let me hear you. You will not suffer my food to be moved. I carry your presence everywhere you are. So, full of me. So sometimes for you to be able to deal with matters that is traveling in a family, traveling in a campus, traveling in a territory, you must have somehow traced the spirit that formulated the policy. If you continue to deal with the small, small demon, you deal with this demon, deal with this demon, the principality will still send others. So until you rise and identify the oppressions of that spirit, identify the nature of that spirit, and is armed with the requisite weapon to dethrone the spirit, then what you will be seeing day to day is manifestation. And an average person that is not taught, that doesn't understand the oppressions of princes, will continue to battle with the minions. Not knowing that there is a principal spirit that is sending them to work. And until the principal spirit is dethroned, even if you deal with the demons, he will send another batch. That is why many people, they experience victory that is not permanent. You experience victory that lasted for two weeks. Lasted for three weeks. Yes, now. You finished praying in revival. After praying, you went back and noticed that you were on fire for two weeks. Then after some time, after two weeks, loss came back and your weakness came back. You just dealt with the demons. The principal spirit is still in charge of the territory. And he has not been dethroned from where he's sitting until he comes down. Huh? The result and the effect that men had on the field will not be seen. Our eyes need to open. And then we need to be brought to the frontier where the real business is being done because God is giving us weapons so that we rise as men clothed with authority and power and their princes before. Do you know the testimony of your morphology in the spirit? The Bible says, I say unto you, ye are God, the sons of the Most High. May we die because they don't know the possibilities that is given to them in the spirit. I come with understanding today and I know whom God has made me. Things will change. Pray in the spirit for two minutes. I never know for silence. Brata Bakaria Pemandele Baratas. Ate!
Lord said, watch out in the, in the season of this teaching. He will show you what is really wrong. Two people, two people. He will show you what is really wrong. He will reveal the principality and spirit that is in charge and show you how to surmount it. The fire of God is here. The fire. The fire of God is here. You can take delivery. In the next one minute. It can be now. It can be now. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. It can be now. 